0: It's not uncommon for us as teachers to get really excited when we find a new idea on a podcast, on a blog, on social media, and we'll often say things like, I found this really great idea and it worked, or I found this really innovative idea and it worked, or I found this really crazy idea and it worked. But do you know what my favorite ideas are? Really dumb ideas. Some of my favorite things to do as a teacher are the things where I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is dumb. This is crazy. There is no reason why this idea should work, but it does work. As somebody who has just this kind of weird brain and this ability to take just random objects and use them to my advantage what I have found is that I love using really dumb ideas and I have actually found that you listeners and people on social media like it as well because if I look at trends on podcast episodes or trends on things that get shared the most on Instagram or TikTok it's when I present really dumb ideas that work and that's exactly what I'm going to talk about in this episode. A few months ago, I tried this brand new, really silly, really ridiculous thing that I had never done in 15 years of teaching. It just kind of popped into my brain, and I thought, I'm going to give that a whirl. And I tried it, and it was so funny. And the kids were laughing, and the kids were giggling, and the kids got really engaged. And I'm like, well, there it is. This is a game-changing idea, and it is here to stay. And that's what we're going to unpack in this episode, because this is a four part game changer series that I am leading this month. Last week, you heard all about how I use a dice to create dynamic conversations. And if you missed that episode... You're gonna wanna go back and listen, but this is part two, a completely unrelated idea, but a totally good one at that. So, if you are here for some game changing strategies that take no time, no prep, no money, then you're in the right spot. Let's get rolling. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends, my name is Monica Genta and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. At your house, it is very likely that you have a drawer that is filled with random shit. It's like if you don't know where the item goes, it goes in that drawer. Oftentimes we refer to this drawer as a junk drawer and I think it is totally permissible. I think it is totally okay for you to have at least one of these drawers in your house. Some of you have a closet that is filled with random as well and I have one of these actually in my classroom. I don't know if I would classify it as junk I call it my teacher tool drawer some might look at it and be like those aren't tools Monica those are toys but it is a drawer filled with quirky random things because as a teacher I think quirky is cool. I don't know if my students would always agree with that statement because they give me judgmental looks and try not to crack a smile when I'm in full teacher quirky mode. But there is no debate that my class is memorable. It is unique. And I think That's something that we have to capitalize on as game changers for kids. That my classroom might be very different than your classroom. And your classroom might be very different than the teachers down the hall. And that's okay. In fact, it's not just okay, it's good. I think if we want to be game changers for kids, we have to create memorable but also authentic experiences for kids. And that means that there's gonna be a variety of teaching styles, a variety of teaching practices. And so throughout this series, if you hear something that kind of works for you, figure out a way how it can fully work for you by tweaking it, by changing it, by remixing it just a little bit, okay? So the idea that I wanna deliver is definitely quirky, it's definitely weird, and it actually has absolutely nothing to do with teaching. It's just me being like, I had this random idea and I tried it and it worked. So I'm just going to continue to try it. And it's creating a self-checkout in your classroom. This has become very popular. It used to be that the Walmart was the only store that you could do self-checkout. And for me as a 90s kid who loved playing store, like I have fond, vivid memories of my sister and I playing store in the basement at my parents' house. And you would kind of go shopping around the toy room and one person would be the shopper and one person would be the checker. And I would always fight with my sister on who was going to shop and who was going to check because was it not every child's fantasy to be a full-time checker-outer at a store? Like, when I would go to the Aldi with my mom when I was a kid and I would watch with the, the speed and the precision in which the people at Aldi could scan those gala apples. They could scan the low-fat cottage cheese so quickly. I was like, damn, they're good. I hope I am an effective grocery scanner one day. And then the Walmart came out with self-checkout. And I was like, oh man, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've been practicing. And now these self-checkout kinds of things, these automated scanning locations are popping up everywhere, including the Aldi. And what the hell? Aldi's foundation was built on, we are going to slide your yogurts so fast and not even bust those open. And now you can self-checkout at Aldi. Don't get me started on that. That's a that's a cultural just community kind of thing that I'm struggling with. But here's the point is that we live in a world where the automated self-checkout system is on the rise. I was at freaking Chipotle the other day and and I was like going through this technology kind of thing building my burrito bowl and I'm like wow man this is just kind of a crazy thing but it's about choices it's about speed it's about organization and they help our world so The other day, I was doing a science lab in my classroom. And the way that I set up my science labs is I set up a science store. In fact, I'm going to record an entire podcast episode about my science shop and how you can use that in all subject areas next month. But the thing that I want to really hone in on on this episode is I got out this like note card and I drew like a UPC code on the note card. Because it was getting a little chaotic and all these kids wanted to check out, and all of these kids had these things that they wanted to shop for, and they were like ready to go build at their lab tables. And I was like, oh man, I'm getting overwhelmed. I need to like Walmart this. I need there to be like a self checkout. So I got a note card and I drew a UPC in pink highlighter. And I'm like, okay, you can check out with me, or you can check out at a self checkout lane. Just scan your items. And the kids are like, but there's not codes on this pair of scissors there's not a UPC code on the glue and stuff i'm like i'm like, i know i know just hold each other accountable play make believe scan your items on the on the pink self checkout scanner and so kids are like taking random science supplies and they're they're like moving it across this note card scanner being like beep And I'm like, be sure to check to make sure that you aren't scanning things that you that you don't want. Be sure that you're not buying too much of a product and you don't double scan. And so these little lab partners were like, wait, that wasn't on our list. We can't we can't scan that or like, oh, we can only get one of those. Don't scan that. And they were holding each other accountable and they were like giggling and they were like making the beeping sounds. And this was so ridiculous. But the kids were super excited about it. And then when they were done scanning their items, I would be like, thank you for shopping at Walmart. Like, I was the automated, like, mystery voice. I was essentially the Siri of the science classroom. I was just, like, using this tone. I was like, oh, please scan your first item. Or, like, assistance is on the way. Like, I was saying all of the things that a self-checkout system would say, but... The kids were kind of managing themselves. And that is a huge game changer when kids are managing themselves. I set up this silly little self-checkout system and then they were managing what they needed to buy. They were double-checking their science supply lists. It was so ridiculous, but it worked. But sometimes when things are so ridiculous and it works, the question is, how will that work the next time? Will that work again? How can I get that to work repeatedly? So then I did another lab and I tried it again and immediately the kids were like, are we doing self-checkout today? And when a kid remembered a strategy from last time and they brought it up, it is a indicator to us. Our, Our teacher heart should be like, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Kids remember this. This is maybe part of the routine. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's hold each other accountable. We're going to do a self-checkout system from the science store. And so they were scanning items again, and it totally worked again. Did they think it was silly again? Yes. But was it significant because they were managing the system? Also, yes. I think sometimes with these game-changing ideas... We think that we have to reinvent everything. Everything has to be new. Everything has to be glitzy. Everything has to be glamorous. You guys, my freaking note card was drawn in pink highlighter. I didn't even find a Google image. I think that actually made it a little bit better than I did a homemade pink highlighter scanner picture. And that's what created all of this joy. That's what created this simple but significant game-changing moment. Now, I know that some of you might be listening right now being like, that's great, but I teach kindergarten or that's great, but I don't teach science. I don't know how I could use this in my classroom. And that's exactly what we're going to dive into in the second part of this episode here in the next minute. We're going to talk about how you can tackle this idea regardless of your content and curriculum. This idea is really dumb, but I got great news. I got hundreds of dumb ideas. I got ways in how we can use a toy hot dog in our classroom. I got ways on how we can get kids giving awesome speeches. I got ways on how we can use a hamburger phone in the classroom. I got ways on how we can take a creepy piece of fur and use it to our advantage for fun in the classroom friends during the month of february i am leading a 21 day fun flexible virtual course called game changers which is going to be packed with ways to engage students to motivate students to get kids participating and for you to have a great time as a blue apple teacher The Game Changers course is going to be filled with videos, discussion questions, live events, an engaging interactive workbook, and I am telling you, it is going to be a game changer for you in 2024. Here's a cool thing, too, is you can earn up to 15 hours worth of official PD credits for your participation in the course. Registration for the Game Changers 21-Day Teacher Course is open right now. You can go to monicagenta.com forward slash courses. That's monicagenta.com forward slash courses to get signed up. There is a direct link in the show notes and I want this to be your official invitations to learn hundreds of really dumb ideas so you can bring your teaching game to a whole new level this year check out monicagenta.com slash courses to get signed up and reserve your spot. I promise you will not regret it because who doesn't want to be a game changer for kids? So this scanning idea works really well in a science setting, but hypothetically, if I wasn't a science teacher, how would I use this strategy? Well, I think you could use it really well If your students are turning in assignments, for example, in the Game Changers course, I'm going to talk all about how I can get 100% of students to turn in their weekly assignments. And all you have to do is sprint. But it might not be what you think it means. Okay. But here's another idea. Let's say you've got kids turning in assignments on paper. What if instead of turning them into the turn in bin, they were scanning their items into the turn in bin and maybe you were monitoring this, too, because there's nothing more annoying than when a kid turns in an assignment, but it's completely blank or it's empty or it's incomplete or they slopped something down. So maybe when it's time for kids to turn and work, you set up the scanner and kids give it to you and you can just do a quick glance. I'm not saying grade it. We can't grade things that quickly. But what if you just did a quick glance over it and they could scan it in? And if you said beep, you're accepting it. But if a kid comes across and takes their sheet of paper and you can see that they're missing like numbers four, five and six, they try to scan it and there's no beep. And they try to scan it again and there's no beep. And they try to just scan it again, and you're not saying beep. You're the one saying it. But this time you're not saying it. They're like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm sorry, your assignment's incomplete. You can rescan it in when it's finished. Right? You're just creating that little bit of accountability with the kid. Kids are also going to be motivated to want to turn in their assignments because it's just so silly. Like, you are a human being. You are a teacher who is standing in front of a drawn note card saying beep, beep. Thank you so much for shopping. Beep. Thanks for visiting the the classroom scanner. Beep. Oh my gosh. Can't wait to grade this. Beep. Like it's just little positive reinforcements that has absolutely nothing to do with school. I'm actually having a moment right now because I'm like, this is so dumb. I cannot believe I'm recording an episode about this. But you know if I'm recording an episode about it it works because I'm laughing because I've actually done this with kids And it was super funny that they got so happy when they heard the beep and meant that I accepted their work. But the no beep means like, yeah, dude, you didn't fill out half the worksheet. You didn't do half the assignment. Try again. okay? so that would be one way that I would use it. Um, I know a lot of you have like a classroom library system. Right. And so maybe kids are checking out picture books or novels from your classroom, but you don't have the official scanner system like the library would. And so maybe you are just having kids check out the library books using a fake scanner. Okay, maybe they are scanning in to your classroom. By being on time. I know a lot of you are like kids don't even show up on time for class or kids are like lollygagging in the hallway or something. So what if as you were greeting kids at the door, you just held this ridiculous note card and kid as kids walked by, you're like, beep. Thanks for being on time. Beep. Thanks for being on time. Beep. So glad to have you. Beep. Love your smiling face. Beep. And then you moved from the scanning area after the bell would ring and like, oh, you didn't scan in on time. I really wish you had been on time. I would have like given you that positive affirmation. I think that this is one of these really silly positive reinforcers. Because if you look at like being on time, positive reinforcement on that. Uh, Turning into complete assignment, they're getting a positive reinforcement on that. Using it as a science store, they're getting a positive reinforcement because they are holding themselves accountable. This is not punitive. This is just positive. In simple yet strategic ways that we can reinforce good behaviors, that we can reinforce the appropriate expectation, those are all game changer teacher wins. I know that this is a really dumb idea. And I think sometimes there are groups of people that hear really dumb ideas and they're like, you need to just focus on the curriculum. I hear you. We should be focusing on the curriculum. But this takes no extra time. This, like takes no extra effort because we put kids in a good space in a good motivated like learning area they are gonna learn the content more they are gonna learn the curriculum more because i don't know about you but i would rather be in a space that builds me up and celebrates me than just your average like sit and get kind of classroom kids are gonna sit and get curriculum better when there are also game-changing little things that make your classroom quirky and fun and cool. So are you gonna try the scanner thing? How could this look in your classroom? I'm really excited to hear about how this strategy works. Reach out to me on Instagram, on TikTok. Shoot me an email if you try this because I would love to get your feedback and hear how your students responded to it. And here's another reminder, these ideas don't have to stop. I know that on the This Share Life podcast, I am releasing a completely free episode every single Sunday night. So you're ready to go on your commute home or your commute to school each day. But I want you to know that there are hundreds of ideas that could be coming your way during the month of February in the official Game Changers course, where you can also earn 15 hours worth of fun, flexible PD credits join me. The direct link for the Game Changers course is in the show notes. I also hope you will join me next week as we continue this Game Changer series. Guys, hopefully you're scanning. Hopefully you're smiling. Hopefully you're finding success in your school with these ideas. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, but more importantly, thank you for living this teacher life.